0: Chad and Jay Mansbridge here, lead pastors of Bayside Church International, based here on the south coast of South Australia. Our great passion as a church is to help people to know Jesus and to demonstrate His love, truth and life in everything that we do. We hope you enjoyed today's message. I want to share with you a little bit out of my book this morning. This is the first time I'm actually reading out of it. This is my proof. Sorry, you can't get this one. This one's got the mistakes in it. You don't want this one. Driving home on the winding Victor Harbour Road after a long, tiring day in the city, I was revitalized by a miraculous encounter. I turned a corner and gasped in amazement. The road in front was ablaze with a glorious rainbow. With the sun low in the sky, radiant color streamed across the road, vibrant bands of colorful mist danced and shimmered in the fading light. Instantly, I was refreshed, My mind intrigued and my heart beat faster. As soon as I drove out of this rainbow, another appeared in front. The same mist, the same magnificent colours, and yet somehow intensely different. An incredible double rainbow had left heaven and displayed itself, especially for me. It was mine. My heart's cry on that day had been, Lord, get me out of here. I was worn out attempting to serve God in this town. My dreams had been shattered. I'd given it all I had to give. I had no inspiration left. It felt like there was no breakthrough. I felt down, trampled, downtrodden, and I had decided enough was enough. That was my conversation with God on that day. Anyone else have conversations with God like that? Can you relate to this? Have you ever felt exhausted, abused, disillusioned, Have you asked yourself, what am I doing with my life? One thing I know, we all experience storms. Sometimes in life, no one is exempt. Some are small and easily managed, but others are ferocious and can leave you feeling battered, terrified and unearthed. Rainbows often appear after a storm. When the mist is still heavy in the air and the sunlight catches those droplets of water, and the glorious mystical illusion stretches above the horizon in a multicolored bow. This sign from heaven always stops me in my tracks. It reminds me that although there will always be storms, there is also great beauty. A beauty so breathtaking it is beyond my comprehension. A beauty that hints at another dimension that I long to explore. The rainbow is a sign created by God to remind us of his covenant with Noah. He promised that he would never again destroy the earth by flood. You can read about this story in the Bible. The rainbow reminds me that God loves all people. When he set that wondrous double rainbow on the road home, he was gently pointing out that although I was discouraged and disheartened, he still had a plan and a promise for me to be fulfilled in this current storm. Since that day, many years ago... Many years ago, I have, on occasion, had more discouraging, I'm defeated days. And so often on those days, a rainbow has appeared. Sometimes they are distinctly large and available for all to see, sometimes hidden, only partially revealed in the clouds. And on one or two occasions, a simple watering of my garden. And the glimpses of colors appeared just enough to remind me he is faithful. And my life here in this town... Is on purpose. Father, I want to pray right now that you will come and reveal your presence to us once again this morning, God. That you will come and remind us of the great promises that you have spoken over each and every one of our lives. And you will reveal your glory in its fullness this morning, in Jesus' name. You know, This is why rainbows are such a precious sign for me. You know, when it comes to the things of God, I see God in nature all the time. It is one of the greatest ways that God speaks to me, whether it be a bird, whether it be a tree, whether it be fertile soil, whether it be a rainbow in the sky, whether it be water, whether it be whales, you name it, God speaks. But he doesn't speak through those actual pictures as much as I am reminded of what he says in the scriptures. And that's why the rainbow is so precious to me because I'm reminded constantly by what is said back in the scriptures. And I know that the scriptures say that God has promises for our lives. Did you know that? Have you read that? God has promises for each and every one of our lives. Remember a few weeks ago, we spoke about the story of Noah. Can't forget that. That was a cool story. And one of the first things that I said was that Noah was favoured by God, and then Noah was actually given an assignment by God that he had opportunity to respond to. And I believe the same is true for each and every one of us. Whether we call it a promise or whether we call it an assignment from God, God desires to partner with us, like it said in this 2 Peter 1, with his magnificent promises so that we get to partake in his divine nature. And that's a really cool picture. That's a really beautiful picture. That means you get to shine glorious like the rainbow at times. So I hope using this image of the rainbow that every time you see one from now on, you'll be reminded of some certain scriptures that encourage your heart time and time and time again because I assure you, storms will come. But greater is our God. Do you hear that? Greater is our God. Greater is the King of Kings. Let me share with you a couple of scriptures that remind us of the promises of God. Psalm 18, verse 30. What a God you are. Your path for me has been perfect. Perfect. All your promises have proven true. What a secure shelter for all those who who turn to hide themselves. In you, you are the wraparound God, giving grace to me. Who saw Zoe was like wrapped around in that cloth this morning? She was hot and sweaty after worship. She was just all wrapped up in color. But that's what God is to us. He is a wraparound God, wrapping us with His goodness, wrapping us with His love. Could there be any God like you? Question mark. Uh. You are the only God to be worshipped, for there is not a more secure foundation. To build my life upon you. You have wrapped me in power. Did you hear that? You are wrapped in power. And now you've shared with me your perfection. Through you I ascend to the highest peaks of your glory. To stand in the heavenly places. Strong and secure in you. You've trained me with the weapons of warfare. Worship. Now I'll descend into battle with power. To chase and conquer my foes. How good is our God? He has precious promises for us. He has created a perfect path. We just need to follow it. In Psalm 37 verse 3, it says this, Keep trusting in the Lord and do what is right in his eyes. Fix your heart on the promises of God and you will be secure feasting on his faithfulness. Make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life and he will provide for you what you desire most. Give God the right to direct your life. And as you trust in him along the way, you'll find he pulls it off perfectly. I like that word. You know, I don't feel perfect. In fact, I feel very far from perfect often. But God guiding my path leads me into his perfection. That is a hopeful message. Psalm 25 verse 14. There's a private place, this is for you Jake, reserved for the lovers of God where they sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promise. There is a private place for each of us to sit in the presence of God and and allow him to reveal his secrets, the secrets of his promise, the secrets where he reveals to us how he wants to combine our life with his in order to see his glory revealed. You know, this is all about Jesus. It's all about us revealing who he is because others need to see him. They need to know the light because the light is good. It is glorious. It is beautiful like that rainbow in the sky. I... um, I love the picture of the rainbow because it reminds me of so many things. It reminds me that we are created by God. Perfectly created within his image. And it reminds me that we are created for relationship with God through the person of Jesus. I talked about that a few weeks ago when life and love combine. When the light of the world Jesus combines with God the creator of our life. When those things combine, his promises are revealed. It's the same as the picture of the rainbow. When light and water combine, his glory is revealed. And we don't just say, it's not just by initially saying yes to Jesus, but it's remaining in him. It's staying lit. I love that so many of you were using that across social media. Some of them were really cracking me up. I don't know if you saw but I actually put it into Instagram a few days afterwards and um, a few different like little stickers came up, they're flashing stickers that you put on Instagram and there was a couple that said lit lit and then the third one said you are old. (laughs) I wondered if it was trying to let me know that I was using it out of context. I felt old in that moment. But lit, being lit is about staying in the love of God, understanding His love, staying in it, having an intimate relationship with Him, and trusting that He will train you to strengthen you in His ways. That's what being lit is all about. We can have a relationship with God where we come to know Him, and then we can turn our back and say, Now I've got you, I'm going to ignore you. But that's not how God works. God desires an intimate face-to-face relationship with us where he can speak into our lives and we can respond accordingly. That's what repentance is. Repentance is seeing and hearing the words of God and then going, my life doesn't line up with that. I need to change my way of thinking and I need to change my actions accordingly. We change our actions according to the love and understanding that we have of who we are in Christ. You know, in James, it actually talks about the, the scriptures are like a mirror to reveal who God created us to be. That is good. That is really good. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes the words from my past and things that I've thought and feelings that I've had, you know, words when they are attached with feelings stick strongly to our life. That's why so many of us have parent wounds. Because the things that our parents have said to us, we have felt something in response. And therefore, those words have stuck to our lives when they never should have. So many of us have had trusted people in our lives who have spoken things in anger or spoken things in frustration. And we've remembered that feeling, and so we've remembered those words. And we need to allow God to transform our hearts by reading His Word and experiencing new emotion through the Holy Spirit so that He can change our lives. The Word of God is like a mirror to our soul, and it changes the way we think and feel and act and respond. And this is really important in us walking out the promises of God. So when I look at the rainbow, I think of his promises. And on this particular day, as I was driving, I'll actually tell you the story. I was driving to Adelaide, and this is something that I've done many times over the years. But I'd driven to Adelaide because I was so fed up With living in Victor. It was very clear the moment that God called Chad and I to lead a church, and and there were a number of clear um, words that came, and Bible verses that we read, and prayers that were prayed. We came down here really knowing that this is what we were called to. And yet, there have been moments where I have told God, I have had enough. And you know, sometimes it's been because of relationships and the breakdown of relationships and my frustration in that. But more than anything, it has purely been because I grew up traveling the world with my family. We moved every one or two years. And being here for a long time has sometimes been hard work. Because I don't like staying in one place for a long time. But that is what God had called me to do. And so I kept trying to run away. Reminds me of some other Bible stories. So on this particular day I'd driven out of town. I was furious. I probably shouldn't have been behind the wheel, but I was. And, um, and I had this conversation the whole way up with, to Adelaide with God. And then I went about and I was doing whatever I was doing. And then I had a conversation the whole way back with God. Now, normally, I'd have a conversation the whole way up to Adelaide. After I'd done my thing in Adelaide, I'd feel peace and come home again. So I was pretty cross that I was feeling anger on the way home. And as I was driving down the road, I came around the corner. I'll never forget the day. And this huge rainbow was there between the two paddocks. And I went instantly from being absolutely furious and disillusioned to, oh, stopped in my tracks it was very clear that that rainbow was about the flurio being a part of the promise that I was currently to live in and I remember pulling over and just tears just coming down my face like I'm so sorry God I'm so sorry that I got so frustrated and I just started a conversation with him and then all of a sudden I just looked up and there was the second part of the rainbow and instantly I heard God say there's a double inheritance And now I was completely broken, and I drove home knowing that I was to continue to fulfill what God had spoken over my life. I needed to stop running. Now listen, that hasn't stopped me running again, (laughs) but I'm much quicker to respond when God shows me the rainbow. The double inheritance part of the rainbow is really interesting, because I don't feel like if I stayed there would be, mm, I guess, a greater harvest. More what I felt was this was something that God had spoken into my past generations. So for me, on on the Bowman side of the family, I have two generations. Anyway. uh, Yes, sorry. So on both sides of my family, the Doros and the Bowmans, came down here to lead churches or to play a role in leading churches. On Chad's side of the family, they had come down here to support a church plant. And so I really came to that understanding on the side of the road that what I was doing here in Victor wasn't just about me, but it was about plans that God had put in place many years before my life was even birthed, and it hadn't been finished yet. And I needed to stay true to the promises that he'd spoken over my life. And, you know, just looking at my children on stage this morning... I just had tears, just, you know what, God hasn't finished yet. There's another generation and who knows for how long it will go on. But I'll be faithful and true until he gives me another promise. So the promises of God can be seen in the picture of the rainbow and I hope um, that God has over the years spoken promises over each and every one of your lives. I can't fully get into this this morning, but how does God speak? God speaks through dreams, visions, imaginations, pictures, numbers, nature, scriptures, songs, and saints, both in the prophetic and as we have relationship with other people. God can speak to each and every one of us. And you can learn more about that when you get a copy of your book. But if you prefer to listen to something, I did speak about that back in July when we did the Acts series. If you look up prophetic strategies, you can hear how God may be speaking to your life and some of the promises that he's given to you. It's really important that we think about what God has spoken and put it into practice because he has good plans for you. Remember, magnificent promises. He cascades your life with peace and grace. So you might as well use that. And then he has this powerful punch behind that where he goes, you've got the power, do, do, do. You won't forget that now. (laughs) All right. One of the other things that God reminds me of when I see the image of the rainbow is that my life is not here on its own. In fact, the promises that God has spoken into my life were never just for me, but they were always for others. And I love that a rainbow is never a rainbow if just one color appears. It has to be the multitude of colors. I believe it's seven, but I know that that's debatable. But I love that the seven colors appear and then there's a merging in between each color. You know, when Jesus was here on earth, he was the greatest example of doing relationship with one another. He really gave us a good look at what it looks like to live life well on earth. And remember, I said a few weeks ago, he was speaking to, um, I think, the Pharisees one day. I think the Sadducees had come and they'd like asked Jesus heaps of questions and Jesus had just gone, bang, 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 and they had no more questions. And so the Pharisees were like, we're going to get him. And so they came and they're like, all right, so out of all the commandments, who's reading Leviticus at the moment? Anyone doing the Bible plan reading Leviticus? Out of all the commandments, what's the most important And Jesus goes, easy. Matthew 22, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then the second is this, love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's one of the best things you can remember from the Bible. You know, that scripture doesn't have any full stops. It all flows. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength love your neighbor as you love yourself. It all flows one to another, God. Out of God, I learn how to love myself. Out of loving myself, I love others. There's a beautiful flowing pattern, a bit like the rainbow. We see there's separate colors. Between each and every one of us, there are separate lives. We are all originals, it says in Galatians. We are all different. But did you know that When it says in Genesis that we are created in the image of God, it is not just me created in the image of God. It is us. It is all mankind. Each of us has a little bit of God imparted into us to reveal the fullness together of who he is. Is that clear? So each of us are a different color. But our lives are supposed to merge. We're supposed to live in community. Right from the very beginning, Adam and Eve were created in order for more to be created, more, more, more. Community is what God has created us in. And so I want to focus just a little bit. I want you to think about this week, the promises that God has spoken in your life and um, how you can grow in that and how you can continue to have faith for what he has put in your heart. But I want us to also think about who he has put next to us. Who has he put Around us? Who are your close friends? Who are your friends that are a bit more distant? You know, Jesus had that. He had a really close best friend, and then he had the circle of three, and then he had an outer circle, but then he knew how to spend time with the crowds. And he also knew how to have time on his own with God. All of these aspects are really important. The rainbow reminds me with the colors being individual and merged together that it is us in our individuality and in our togetherness that reveal the full glory of God. God is calling us to love one another. And I just, I love that. I love that so much. And I really want to emphasize that this morning. I think we currently live in a generation that are very selfish. There is a lot of stuff about loving yourself, There is a lot out there. You can find it on mugs, you can find it on diaries, you can find it all over the place. There is a whole world, there is a whole conversation about how to love ourselves. We live in houses with brick walls and gates and fences and you can barely even touch your neighbour but that's not what God's called us to and today I want to smash down some walls. I want to bring them crashing down because I believe that we are called to live our lives glorious, shining but merging together. And the scriptures point us to this. And I want to share one with you first. Revelations 21. Have we got that up there? Now, I don't claim to have a real understanding of Revelation, so don't don't think that when I'm reading this today. But there are bits and pieces of it that I, I just love as God unveils just little mysteries. So I'm going to share with you one little mystery that I've found Verse 1, that I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. That's a beautiful image. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Verse 9, One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in a spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel like a jasper clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with 12 gates and with 12 angels at the gates, on the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. I'm going to miss a few lines. The wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Did you read that? Can we go back just for a sec? The wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the name of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. The wall was made of jasper and the city of pure gold, as pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. Go to the next one. And the next one. The 12 gates with 12 pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was of pure gold like transparent glass. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. I read that for this reason. It is the 12 disciples, the 12 apostles whose names were on the foundation of the wall to enter into the kingdom of heaven. I don't know what you think of the disciples' lives, but I was really interested listening last week at just, you know, they really were rat bags. They had all sorts of characters. In fact, they're really kind of a bit like you and I. Yet it was their lives that were set up to be the foundation of the walls. It is as we read their stories, as their lives unfold through the person of Jesus that we get to enter in and see the kingdom of heaven and what it looks like and I find this really encouraging because it is through my life through this person who doesn't feel perfect that other people will get to see the person of Jesus and get to see get the kingdom of heaven can be revealed to them. And how do I do this? How do I grow in this so that I can reveal the kingdom of heaven to others? Well, I spend time in the word of God. I spend time in the scriptures. I spend time in the quiet place with God. I love people, but sometimes I take myself away to a quiet place to just have one-on-one, breath-on-breath time, intimate time with God. And that is highly important, and I encourage you to do that. God desires each and every one of us to grow in his promises. But out of the overflow, out of knowing who he is, and not, not at the end, not when we're perfect, but in the process of growing in who he is, we are to love one another. Because that is how the kingdom is revealed here on earth. Can we have some love one another scriptures? John 13 A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Romans 12, have we got that? Be devoted to one another in brotherly love, honour one another above yourselves. Ephesians 4, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Hebrews 10, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. I'm just going to have a drink of water. Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Yes, I almost did say love. Let's love one another. (laughs) Let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And then verse 12, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. That is beautiful. So, so beautiful. You know, people are precious. And as we do life and become merged together in our, merged together in our togetherness, I actually have written that. God's glory is revealed. The picture of the rainbow reminds me of the promises that God has spoken in and through my life. And my response to them just has to be yes. As I grow in intimacy and relationship with him, I just have to say yes to what he says because I tell you what, the journey that I get to live through him is far more adventurous than any trip I ever did with my family. And we have some trips. We have some stories. But this story that God has taken me on has been far more adventurous. And I have no idea of the role that I have played in comparison to all that God has put together. You know, my, my role feels this big. It feels tiny. I believe that God is going to fully release his glory here on the Flurio, And you know what? I'm only one of, what, 15,000 people My role is tiny, but in our togetherness, God can have a much greater impact and he desires to have a much greater impact. The picture of the rainbow reminds me that he is glorious and that he desires to see his glory, which is his manifest presence on each and every one of us and in our togetherness. He desires to see that in this place. In this place Bayside, but in the churches across the Flurio, and as we share our hearts with others in very different ways, because we're created differently, well, God's glory will be revealed here. You know, I don't want revival in the Flurio, I want God's permanent presence, to rest, and for people to know the goodness and glory of God. I want this to be an area where we can go out into the nations and people will know exactly where we've come from. And yes, we know God's glory rests on that place because they are a people who know the presence of God. They are a people who enjoy the goodness of God. They are a people who don't quit. It's easy. Our life is easy compared to many places. Let us be a people who doesn't quit We've got a good story to tell. You've got a good story to tell. Each and every one of us has a good story to tell. And it feels like just a drop in the ocean. But remember, a drop in the ocean has a magnificent effect. God is so good. He wants to remind us on a day-to-day basis that He is good, that He is loving, that His love overflows to you. He wants you to know you are loved, you are treasured, you are chosen, you are blessed, You are magnificent and he wants to show himself through you so that others may know he is awesome, he is love, he is magnificent, he will bless them, he will glorify himself through them, his goodness and his mercies are new every day and he wants to reveal himself and he does it through me and he does it through you. You know the greatest thing we can ever learn within the church building is how to get along with other people. You know I know some of you really struggle with that you really have some anxiety when it comes to people. I can tell you the anxiety I used to have. I used to come to church when we were leading and I would go home in tears because Talking to people and having conversations and thinking about what to say and saying silly things because I was so nervous about having conversations, I would often leave in tears purely because it was just that I was just so anxious around people. But God hasn't called us to feel like that. And this is a safe environment to slowly learn to just use those muscles and allow God to become your strength. This is a safe environment to grow in loving one another. You get to love people that you don't so much like. It's just fact. You get to love people when the going gets tough. You know, I feel like throwing my kids out of the house when the going gets tough. But I don't know about you, it just isn't really what we're supposed to do. Apparently we have to stay. I don't know, Chad, do I have to stay? I don't want to stay. Um, <laughs> you know, same is true in the house of God. Sometimes it gets a bit rough because you know what? Sometimes we're broken people and sometimes broken people hurt people. And if you can get into a position where you can go, it's not me hurting people, but I can handle hurt people. Does that make sense? If you can come to a place where even if someone comes up to you and abuses you, now not, I'm not saying live like that on a permanent basis, but I'm saying if occasionally that happens, can you be secure enough in God that you can still love that person through it? Yeah, this is a really great training place. And I'm, I'm not saying if you are being verbally abused on a regular basis, please don't put up with it. Please have boundaries. Please, be, please know who you are in Christ and how you deserve to be treated. You, you are children of the King. We are all children of the King. We are sons and daughters of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But this is a great place just to train weak muscles. If you come late into worship because you're really nervous about the chitter-chatter, we'll just try each week coming a little earlier. Just allow God to just help grow those muscles because then when you get out into the world, you won't be afraid of people because there's more broken people out there and broken people hurt other people, if you get hurt by other people just go, God what are they dealing with how can I show your goodness through their pain how can we not reject them but actually love them with the goodness of God because he's called us to be shining lights in the darkness and sometimes the darkness is a bit yuck I'm so glad that on that day Coming back into Victor, I didn't continue to throw my temper tantrum with God. But I instead stopped and let him speak into my life. And I'm sure that there will be more storms that come. I know that there will be. But God is so much greater. And his light can shine so much brighter than any storm we face. And he wants to continue to reveal his promises through you and in you and to those around you. I want to finish on this. 1 Peter verse 2. Started on 2 Peter verse 1. If I can encourage you to go back and read the Peters this week, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, really awesome. 1 Peter verse 2 says this. But you are God's chosen treasure... Priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience His marvelous light, and now He claims you as His very own. He did this so that you would broadcast His glorious wonders throughout the world. Did you hear that promise? We're called to broadcast His wonders throughout the world. I accept that challenge. Who's going to accept it with me? For at one time you were not God's people, but now you are. At one time you knew nothing of God's mercy because you hadn't received it yet, but now you are drenched with it. At least I hope you are. If, if you don't know God's goodness and God's mercy, please accept it today. Please come to know Him today.